Hi, everybody. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Talking to a post-wedding night, Jan. Mm. Yes. How was that? That was great. It was really great. Actually, we were like at the top of a mountain in Malibu. There was no service. It was great view. Whoa. Uh, The no service I mentioned specifically because like nobody was on their phones. That's great. Forces the wedding to be, you know, active and involved. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, good times. Very good times. What have you Was it like a winery? Was it like a... Well, what, what, where? Just a house. It was like a somebody's house. house. Like somebody has like a really nice house with a perfect view. And I'm sure that they're wealthy enough that they have other places that they live and they just rent it out for weddings. A venue, I think like the, a wedding venue. Exactly. I think the neighbors probably don't like it because I think I heard like at certain parts, somebody was playing, a, I don't know. It felt like they were explicitly making fun of the party. Like, <laughs> sarcastic cheering or whatever. <laughs> I mean, like I get it. Like if my neighbor was like, Oh, by the way, every weekend there's, there's going to wedding. be a wedding here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I paid a premium to live on top of this mountain in Malibu, <laughs> a huge premium. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I get it. Like if I paid a lot of money to live next to the Hollywood sign, I'd hate the fact that tourists were coming past my door every single day. Every you know? single I'd day. Right. Right. Or like if you like paid money to have your, Shuttle craft hanging off the edge of a cliff. <laughs> yeah. That was very that's a, clumsy. That's an good, image I saw in the good, episode. Yeah, it's a good reference, Jan, for someone who didn't watch that part of the episode. It's in the memory alpha page. Most of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't supposed to be on this morning. No, you I, this weren't. This was a weekend off for it's me. True. So I but we needed a third. We don't need a third. We but don't it's, need a it's third. nice. It's nice to have Barry's a, a third. I could have done it together, you know. You totally yeah, could have done it fine. together, but it's not, it is nice to have a bounce offer. No, um, Jan just thinks he's more important than I'm just more true. important than you guys. Uh, so I watched the I watched the holodeck scenes and I haven't watched any of the rest of the episodes, so this is going to be fun. I'm just going to have to like guess and fill in the holes here. So what what I what what we're going to do for you Jan is when we do our our runabout uh-huh. you're going to do the f- intro holodeck scene and then I'll take over for like 15 20 seconds and then Mark <laughs> will do 20 seconds and then you'll close and it out close the last out. 5 seconds yeah. <laughs> yeah That sounds great. Oh, uh, okay. Uh what else is going on? Dylan's in North Carolina playing baseball. Dylan's playing baseball. Yeah. Uh with those uh 49ers um Niners. Let's go Niners. But uh yeah, that's about it. Darius, are Not you gonna pl- are you gonna do bandits baseball this year or are you too busy? Uh no, I'm gonna try to. Uh-huh. I think I'd probably be there maybe a little bit more than I was last year, but yeah. Well, I, I can't so. wait to just go to that park on every other Saturday morning and it's <laughs> 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 been my first three hours of my day. <laughs> Hanging just out with me in the in the bleachers. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, well, like, let's not belabor it. This episode is called The Raven. Mm -hmm. Season four, episode six of Star Trek Voyager. First aired October 8th, 1997. Anybody else want to do anything? Or I'll just, I can just read down. I'll go down the list. Directed by LeVar Burton. uh, Teleplay Brian Fuller. Story Brian Fuller. And Harry Doc Clore. That's got to be a Dutch name. He's a scientist. we've, We've seen this. We've heard his name on this podcast before. Have we? Yeah, we have Harry. Uh, sounds super familiar. Uh, he did real life. Um, What's yeah. real life? It's doctor has a family. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, you know, uh, get your morning cup of coffee. Uh, walk outside you know, to admire your front lawn and go like, hold on a second. Why is there a giant ship hanging off <laughs> my cliff? I paid. A lot of money to live specifically moved to this cliff not to have a ship here (laughs) exactly and it looks like it's been there for a very long time and started to decompose so you like grab your cup of coffee you're you're in your robe still you got your slippers on you walk over to the ship you start exploring it and you realize that there's like a tape in uh in the tape deck of the ship and you press play and then you start hearing the dulcet town What's the word I'm looking for? Dulcet tones. Dulcet sounds. Dulcet tones. Sounds of 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 a podcast that you've never heard before, and you come in right when they get to the part where they say, "Trek to the holiday." 
I disengage the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. I didn't know how to land that one. I didn't know how to stick that one. Yes. Uh, neither did the Hansons. <laughs> <laughs> the Hansons being Seven's parents. I don't, and I don't think it was the Hansons. I think it was Borg because it was an assimilated ship. So I think the Borg crashed it. The ship, or the ship, was partially partially assimilated. Hanson, that's that's Dutch, right? No, it's, it's like I think Nordic. it's like Swedish, or Swedish, Swedish, yeah. or yeah, Danish. It's, it's, it's it's either it's either Swedish, Norwegian, Finn, like they all did that naming scheme of like Scandinavian. Yeah, exactly. Hansen. Scandinavian, German, or Danish in origin. But technically, if they were going by like old school naming practices for the Scandinavian, uh, Seven's last name would be Hans' daughter, not Hansen. Yeah, that's true. I do love that the Icelandic people have stuck hard to it into the 22nd <laughs> uh, 21st century it's like have they every single one of their names is like uh like for a famous editor her name is elizabeth ronald's daughter which just yeah. means ronald's daughter ronald's that's daughter. just what it is like yep, that's what it is. is elizabeth she did john wick uh but yeah that's just their name brother it's would like, be ronaldson exactly <laughs> uh which is i i like totally i mean in a country where it's like four hundred thousand people it's like, are you, you're, you're Ronald's, Ronald's daughter, daughter, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Elizabeth Ronald's daughter. Right. 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 I know your sister, <laughs> Sandy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like seven is very clearly Nordic. Uh, Jerry yeah. Ryan probably has a lot of Nordic in her. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, again, I did not see this episode, so I'm just speculating on a lot of things. It's Okay. I mean, it's really, this is a snoozer episode. Not a lot happens. Not episode. a lot happens. There's really no B or C plot. Um, the big mistake. It, yeah, it it was very seven focused. This is the earliest the earliest seven Orion episode um, that we've ever done on the pod. Um, mm-hmm. And it's you can tell it's very data um, like season one data. She is um, adjusting to life as a not borg anymore and so it's very much like why do i have to to sit down like there's like stuff like that going on sure um and so it's like she has her first food uh since she's been assimilated and so she just hasn't eaten for a week i forgot about that scene yeah she she just hasn't eaten no she has not eaten for a week she has not eaten for 25 years or whatever Um, well i know but i'm saying like in since she's been de-assimilated right and so they they got her out yeah. of uh, her big push for her was her in that silver jumpsuit and they got her out of the silver jumpsuit. She's in like a much more like like muted brown jumpsuit now that doesn't have a collar up to her up to her neck. Um, and so but yeah, skin. I mean, it's just like just around her neck it's she's not like you're, i don't no, know why you're specifically pointing out that it so i'm like yeah let's no go. because the silver jumpsuit was the one that was like where she was like being like constricted it was like choking her um, oh, I got it. Yeah, that's and the then they've removed about. that yeah. collar that was like where she was like going to complain to paramount hr for what they were putting her through i thought um, she was complaining about the borg costume like that's a that's a myth like a um a misreading of a quote because she was saying like she was super uncomfortable in her Borg costume, but people have taken it out of context and saying she was uncomfortable in her. Cat oh, suit. I thought, I thought it was the silver cat suit that she hated. No, she but hated it could the be Borg wrong. stuff. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, like she, I think she probably disliked the, uh, the cat suits for other reasons. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> um, I w- I wish we're going to have to do the roundabout, but I'm a runabout, but I'm avoiding it. Uh, <clears throat> I wish that somebody else on Voyager, this is just an idea for our improv scene that we're going to do, uh, <laughs> was like, I uh, I got permission to wear a cat suit. <laughs> but it's like a guy. And he's just like, I just like, I like the feeling. Like, I'm like, like the cat suits. I'm like 
free. <laughs> it's like a second skin, you know? <laughs> so you can't wear that. No, I, I got I permission. I can. I got permission. I got permission. Chakotay wasn't happy about it, but he couldn't find a rule that said I couldn't do What's it. What's it going to do? He, 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 Chakotay wasn't happy about it, but like if he said I couldn't wear it, then he they would have to let Seven wear an actual uniform. So like, yeah, it's just like, it, they're kind he gets of to wear his Post Malone place. face tattoo. <laughs> what will you start calling Chicote Post Malone? Is that okay? Post, because post his tribe isn't real. <laughs> post Post Malone. Post Post Malone. Um, let's do the roundabout. Let's just let's get it do it. With. I'll pull up that let's timer. So, so Jan, we'll give you ten seconds on the back, on the front and back end. Okay. To do because I we'll each holiday. get twenty in the middle. We'll get 20 in the middle. That works for I me. like that. Yeah. All right. Janeway is sculpting in the Leonardo da Vinci program. Seven's like, why the hell would you do this? And Janeway's like, it can be relaxing. Just get in the mindset. And uh, Seven has a vision. And uh, uh, they go to the medical and the doctor's like, I don't know. It could be just the fact that, you know, your body's getting used to being human. Also go eat. So she goes and goes to eat with Neelix. And then she like starts to turn into more of a Borg. And then she like pushes Neelix and then like gets off the ship, like by like fighting her way and gets a um, shuttle and like zooms off into alien space also. So then she's on a shuttle um, and they're like, we have to follow her. But she goes into this territory that's by these like super gatekeepy aliens that are like, don't fuck with us. You can go on this like super windy path, but not like straight through. And so they take a shuttle and Tuvok goes on the shuttle with her and like tries to overpower her, but she overpowers him. And she's like, I'm going back to the collective. Uh, overpowers uh, him and apparently goes to the collective and maybe comes back. Anyways, at the end of the episode, there's a holodeck scane and uh, she's just hanging out in the holodeck and Anyways, happy. Uh, uh, nobody no, she, banks, probably. I don't know. Nobody banks. nobody banks. They find they find her ship, and then she's like, "Oh, this is where I, my parents were," um, right. and there was, you know, a like a emergency transponder from the Borg, and that was what was, was like, in the, the Raven. It wasn't in an actual cube. It was in the Raven. Right. It was in a. Ra- it was in the Raven, which was partially assimilated. So that's what was like pinging her Borgness. Uh-huh. Um, so they that's disabled why she that. Was, that's right. why she was envisioning a Raven. Right. But um, coincidentally, it's it's not just some random Borg ship. It's like, it, but she wasn't targeted. It was just, wow, what are the odds? It's This is the right. ship that my parents crashed. Right, exactly. So or my, it was the her Borg crashed. Ship is where she spent a lot of her time. Um, if the Borg didn't fully assimilate my ship and crashed it, I would be really offended. I'd be like, come on. You assimilated well, me and you took my ship and you didn't even fucking do anything with it. You just crashed it on this beautiful <laughs> Malibu hill, I'm assuming. I don't know. There's a little bit of a continuity thing that I didn't really understand is that Janeway knew a lot about this ship, um, which had left Federation space like 20 years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. And this leads back to our discussion last week about how much the Federation knew about the Borg before Q through You're right. Picard in with, so it's like, like Janeway, <laughs> Janeway like figured out that it was the Raven just on memory alone, like based on, based on um, Harry Kim, like reading through seven's personal logs, um, which was super sketchy, by the way, he was like, Maybe, when, they, yeah. when they were trying to find her, they were like, they went through like they're like we have to figure out where she's going and so Janeway's the first thought was like I'm gonna go stand in her alcove and so she just like did that she just like went and stood in the alcove that's true and Harry's like I'm gonna go read beautiful details Harry's like I'm gonna go read her personal logs because Harry has a crush on her at this point it's like six episodes and Harry's already got a huge crush on her and just like reads through all of her all of her personal logs (laughs) right and then there's that moment between Harry and Bolana where they're like checking the all her quarters basically yeah and Bilana's like so huh you like her he's like mm, no we have no. a good working relationship good working relationship Bilana's <laughs> like you like her. she's literally a monster and, and Harry's <laughs> like she's cool though she's a cool mo- she's a hot monster yeah. uh <laughs> That's it's interesting actually that you mentioned that because in the last episode, the Dark Frontier episodes, Bolana's the one who goes through the logs and Janeway's pissed about it. Right. So like in a year and a half, they uh, learn their lesson. Janeway is like, she's part of the crew now. 
we can trust yeah. her and yeah. we should also respect her. But, but Harry's like, like, yeah, Harry's like, look through the logs. I'll sleep in her bed. <laughs> I'll see if anything comes to me. I'll Harry's sleep on like, it. she actually talks about me quite a bit in her logs. <laughs> and Janeway's like, what does she say? And he's like, she's like, pretty run of the mill. It's like nothing really special. <laughs> you look at this pad. It's like this Harry Kim fellow won't leave me alone. <laughs> he tried to fix my replicator. I don't even no, I, eat. I think I think it would be worse. I think it'd be even worse than that. Yeah, I think it'd be like. Um, and I saw what they called a cat on board today. It was very hairy. And Harry just like assumes that the, the, oh, she's me. talking about him. She that's knows me. That I, I've seen a cat before. Yeah, the cat must have been a lot like me. It's very hairy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sad little Harry Kim. Uh, do we learn? So she, when she gets to the ship, are there like, is there like a hollow recording of the parents or anything? He starts to have like crazy flashbacks. That's how yeah. we. That's how we do it. Is and that's when um, we see briefly the mom and dad. And the mom looked a lot alike, like very similar. I've seen. I only that mom saw somewhere. her screaming, so I don't. Yeah. And I don't really remember what the mom looked like or the dad. I knew that the dad looked different to me, but I don't remember what the mom looked like. Um, but it was mostly like Annika as the Borg like dragged them right. away. That's like what we see, and then her hiding, and then she went into like PTSD fugue state mode where she was like Papa, Papa, and then she like ran under and hid under a desk. But Tuvok was with her at the time. Um, gotcha. So, and then, but when they got there, Kuvak turned off the Borg transponder and she, that's when she started, she wasn't in her Borg mode anymore. She was in like more of a, like, that's when she was like, oh, I remember this place because I was a little girl here. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a weird episode. See, when I think of this episode, I think of Dark Frontier because I remember all the the Hanson stuff. Hanson stuff. But the Hansons were literally only in one okay. scene and it was their assimilation. I think the reason why she looked familiar, the mom in this, she plays the mother in this, but she also plays the mother in Scorpion Part 2. Oh. She plays Annika Hansen's mother uncredited. Interesting. Oh. Is it like... Do they just reuse footage? Is that why it's uncredited? Do you know? I have no clue because it's it's episode one of this season. So it's right. literally it's, it's three when she joins ago. the crew. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So it might be just be a flashback that they have, right? That she has. Uh, interesting. The one was, scene that made me deeply uncomfortable in this episode was Neelix teaching her how to eat. Yeah, it was weird. Um, it was weird as hell. But um, I, I get what they were trying to do because like she She didn't know how to eat. I get it. Yeah. But I don't know, man. She's they've assimilated thousands of species and they don't have like a little memory of how to do that. And she she ate before she was assimilated. I know she's been assimilated for twenty years, but like she ate before that. So he was like, scoop it up. And it's like land the shuttle bay into land the shuttle into the shuttle bay. And then he's like, Doing now like swallow. A- and then and then she was like, Swallow? And he was like and he did this like go, and it was like, oh. yeah, it was, it was very triggering. <laughs> it was, uh, it was him trying to figure out how to tell a child how to eat something, and right. it's just like, but to a very like, pretty adult woman, and it was weird. <laughs> they just keep making Neelix like worse and wor- like accidentally worse and worse. I'm just seeing the memorable memorable quotes from this scene, where she's like, "You are Talaxian," and she says that. They assimilated a crew of 39 and that they made excellent drones. And <laughs> Very good moment because yeah. like you can see Neelix having to be like, I'm not happy with this, yeah, but yeah. I am going to push it down and just accept that she doesn't know what she's saying. Well, she's trying to compliment them. She's like, right. you know, you, your, your people are sturdy. Right. Make good drones. <laughs> make good as hell drones. drones. I, was, I was watching this and Samuel was playing uh, PS5 um, while I was watching this and I, he literally shook his head and said, stupid Neelix when, when we were watching, when he was teaching, he wasn't even paying attention. He just goes, stupid Neelix. Just, just straight up. Just. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's a good partner right there who understands the dynamics of this ship. Stupid. Yeah. Wait till Star Trek Neelix comes out. Oh man. Star Trek Neelix. I think he's going to oh. be on section in the section 31 movie. He's gonna be. That'd he's be gonna great. be like Michelle Yeoh's uh, like quirky sidekick. Oh, you know, God. I 
I I am excited for it for the movie only from the simple fact that like I'm not going to treat it as canon Star Trek movie. I'm just going to treat it as like a fun Star Trek movie a romp. that I'm going to watch and just be like none of this exists. This doesn't this isn't a thing. I just don't know where you place it time timeline wise. It's so smart of them to make it a movie. Though, I agree. Of a they should. I'm so glad that Michelle Yeoh became too like too popular. Bankable. Busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, if the studio had if the studio had any balls, which we know they don't. If they had any balls, they'd bring William Sadler back as her like commanding officer or like somebody who is like giving her orders, even if it's just for a few episodes, he's the, the original Sloan from, from DS nine, bring him back to be giving her orders. Um, even so though he's I know like he, a time traveled or something somehow. Yeah. Or, or, some, or yeah. Some, we know that they can bring people back to life. I know he died at the end of in, in DS nine, but bring him back to, because he was Section Thirty One, he's the origin of Section Thirty One, um, and so, but they probably won't. Yeah, yeah. Well, you said he's the origin of Section Thirty One. There was no Section Thirty One before Sloan, but there was canonically. If we look canonically, at it, there was, DS, but because of discovery, oh, okay. you're you're not saying there. Okay, you're saying that in our real life that like section in, 30 wasn't, wasn't invented until these phase nine. Yeah. In, okay. in real life, the establishment of section 31 was established with Bill Sadler as sure. As gotcha. Sloan oh, yeah. being feeding mm-hmm. stuff to Julian Bashir. Sure. Yeah. But canonically, uh, we see section sure. 31 in enterprise. In That's enterprise, before yeah. the Federation even exists. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're which, way which off track. Even, well, which <laughs> even he established that the section 31 has been around before the Federation. He even said that in yeah. DS9. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, let's get back on track. We, we promised that we would make this one a little bit more efficient. Uh, I'm yeah, just we're like, doing, we're doing pretty good. We're, we're doing, doing okay. Good. The script was there. Um, they rewrote the script. I don't know. I'm not seeing a lot of interesting trivia here. Dan Curry had a blast doing this, though. I can see why. There's a lot of Borg action. Yeah. And like the close up Borg action in these uh, flashbacks. Really good. I, I actually like those Borg look good. Yeah. Like, they're really, really good. good. He also. She, when she's in her like fugue state trying to get off the ship, she sees a lot of the um, the Voyager crew as Borg trying oh. to stop her. So yeah. there's a lot of Borg on Voyager. She sees, and so it's he does a good job. So you see a lot of Borg, like not in like the dark Borg light, like in the light Voyager light, and they look really great too. Yeah, they look good. I think they look better than a lot of Borg I've seen since, too. I'm like, those look good. <laughs> uh, Apparently, he, he has a note about the bird. We had the most well-behaved bird for second unit. Curry reminisced, that crow flew perfectly. I just like <laughs> love this idea of him. Like, He's not wrong. It, that crow flew perfectly. It had great confi- like great instinct. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Apparently, he Hit directed this. Hit that rule of thirds really nice. Yeah, exactly. It's Hit its great. marks. Man, professional crow. <laughs> Now, Didn't I'm, have to throw spikes down. We talked about the scene already, but it, it it does bear mentioning that Jerry Ryan barely was able to get through that scene with Ethan Phillips as Neelix because he was so funny. Like she apparently he was making her laugh, and it was the he's first such scene a goofball in it. Yeah, it's just an uncomfortable yeah. scene. Yeah, no, yeah. totally, I get it. But apparently she had a really good time doing it, and she she said she had tears <laughs> running down her face just trying to get through one take. <laughs> so that's cute. I just like like the shuttle bay docks into the <laughs> hangar, <laughs> and she's like eating. It's like eggs or something. It's like it's some. Of course, he names it some like random steamed something or other. But it just looks right. like really scrambled eggs is what it looks. Because yeah, it was, it was really funny because when he like put it in and then like heated it up which it's funny that the pan is like at his nose like why is the pan so high um and then he heats it up and when he slopped it in there it looked like yellow rice and then when she was eating it, it looked like scrambled eggs and right. i'm like what is this what what is going on <laughs> um i think that i noticed in the two scenes that i watched so you can tell me if it's consistent throughout the whole episode uh especially coming from just finishing Picard season three is how actually girlish seven's voice is. like Jerry Ryan, I think was still finding her voice for, for seven of nine. 
and it came off like she's like really high up in tone. I did, and I was wondering, was that a choice specifically because she's dealing with childhood trauma and she's like coming off as weaker and like infant like? And is that a choice because the crew is teaching? I mean, like you talked about this scene with Neelix, like her her register is way higher. She hasn't gone. She hasn't done the Elizabeth Holmesification of her voice yet. Right. You know where she's like makes it sound Looking a little like, like lower. Yeah, four octaves. <laughs> yeah. Um. I didn't notice. You didn't notice. I I did notice. And that's why I said it reminded me of early data and where it was. She, she hadn't really figured out like, cause we talked about her being emotional in the last, um, in the last episode uh, that we, that we watched. Yeah. in dark frontier, but even she still was emotional in this episode. She still was very powerful in this episode, but just like her inflections and her, her getting the tone, right. Um, the, the 709 tone, um, it, I, it seemed very different to me. Yeah. I Let us know in the discord what you think folks. Yeah. Is, is, uh, is, is seven girlier in this? And I'm just meaning her register of, of voice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was a, my very cool subtle way of saying that we have a discord which you can new totally discord. join from our description yeah and it's it's blast we've been talking about new picard in it uh in a spoilers channel so that you know if you go in there you're gonna see spoilers um and we've been talking we talk about all sorts of stuff it's fun you should join and we also do coffee puzzles we do morning coffee we, puzzles. We do money morning coffee. I haven't done a morning coffee puzzle in a long time, but it, that is there. I it usually there. do mine right before I go to sleep. Do you? <laughs> I do the next morning's <laughs> crossword. Uh, okay, yeah. sorry. I was. The do one we say who did asshole. the music? Denny Mac? Denny Mac. Thanks right? McCarthy. Well, he's uh, not getting the fan that he used to get. Dinesh no, he gets, he gets Riker's sad trombone. <laughs> <laughs> uh the bomar bom the um which is this alien species i loved this alien species i loved their look i hated their persnicketiness because i know a thousand people like this and i hate everyone that's why them. that's why i love them i'm like a whole species of these alien is so funny to me i also love like you said their look with their little headdress things yeah. and i love that like you see it every once in a while that the the costumers uh, try to prescribe the same color ranks to other aliens <laughs> yeah. as Starfleet because like one of them had red and one of them had yellow and I was like yeah. those definitely have to do with their their, their rank situa- yeah. their rank and situation. one of them was clearly like the captain and one of them was like the, the lieutenant yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and like where the the uh, the plexiglass the colored plexiglass in their headdresses were is also different like the guy with the yellow had it in like the, ear the ears things yeah. Wait, what and then that? like you they turn sideways and it's like the doctor mask from like a commedia dell'arte kind of like <laughs> yeah. nose yeah, which felt weird right? <laughs> it felt interesting to me because the raven like with the with the beak and then they had that and i was like i don't know if there's really any tie there costuming wise or if it was just a coincidence what do you yeah. think mark no, these these aliens, it was great because Janeway's like, the whole point was of going to the space anyway was they were like, we could cut three years off of our off of our trip by cutting straight through these guys. And they were like, if you come through here, you can't go faster than warp three. And you have to you have to follow this specific path. And it looks like somebody took a piece of spaghetti like boiled spaghetti and just <laughs> tossed it up on a map. And it was cause it was like, <laughs> like the so, and, and Tom, Tom's like, this could add months to our trip. Like it doesn't even make like, why are it's, we even it's doing not gonna this? Save us time. Yeah. Right. It, it, yeah. It cuts them down from like three years to maybe a year. And right. it's like, at that point it's even worth it. Like we you know, can't like, even go fast. And they're like, well, it takes you like away from our populated, st- populated stuff. Like, which to me is very funny that they're like, you can only go warp three. And I'm like, why can you only? Don't you want them through your space as quickly as possible? Sure, yeah. And but, I think it's because their ships probably only go warp three, and they want to be able to escort them through space. Yeah, and they're like, you have to, every, you you submit to weekly checkpoints, and like, or like every whatever, every few light years, you have to stop for. Uh, you can't like explore anything. Shipwide yeah. scans and stuff, and they're like, "Well, this sucks." 
Yeah, Jane was like, I I want to like if I see something, I want to be able to go there and fuck around a little bit. That's her yeah. that's her MO. It's and like we should be allowed to Oh, cool, there's like a nebula. Yeah, we're definitely going there and getting into some shenanigans. Um, yeah, cuz there's a there's the point where they're like, "Okay, we got to renegotiate this path. Like this can't happen." This just doesn't we work. cut back we cut back to them in the negotiation period and they've like negotiated to just like a sine wave through there. Uh, it's like it follows the, pr- pretty closely most pretty of the path close, and they're like but it's like no <laughs> like, like no this goes through this nebula which is right next to this and then and then uh Paris is like well I could just like you know chart that nebula and they're like no we told you no exploration what are you ta- what <laughs> what a bunch of the thing is i'm surprised not not more species do this in star trek where they're just total dicks like sorry yeah. it's my yard you know you yeah. can't it, go around this is our space like what <laughs> it's empty most of space is empty guys just let us we're just kind of flying through it <laughs> voyager really at some points should have just been like Fuck that. We'll go warp 9.6. We'll just do it. We'll just do warp, warp 9.6. We'll just during the, the whole way. During the um during the renegotiation scene, that's when they find out that Seven has like just like pieced off the Gone ship. Gone ape shit. Yeah. Gone ape shit. And the guy's like, you have a Borg on board? <laughs> and she's like, she's like, no, it's not. She's like, part of our crew. Her. She's Calm down. part of our crew. She's not. He's like, what? He's like, <laughs> apparently we've Borg. been negotiating with the Borg. <laughs> Jesus. And then she Christ. escapes. And don't she worry, she's not on the, the ship shuttle. anymore. She just escaped. Yeah. <laughs> she escapes in the shuttle and the guys are like, well, now you just let a Borg into our space. So like, no, you're not <laughs> passing through anymore, and we're gonna go destroy the shuttle. Yeah. And you don't get a say in this Double anymore. Fuck no, yeah, <laughs> right. we gotta take care of this problem. Holy shit! And that's the point. That's the point when you go like, oh yeah, no, they they're probably right to do this. Yeah, right. they probably shouldn't have let Voyager in. hundred <laughs> percent. So, at a certain point, Janeway does what she does best and just says like, "Fuck you, I'm going anyway." So she flies in. <laughs> she finds the Raven, which. Uh, I guess Tom, I, I don't remember who Tom was with. Was he with Harry? Who was he with on his shuttle? No, he was with Tuvok. No. Oh, that's right. He was, cause he was by himself. Cause he was with Tuvok and Tuvok yeah. transported over into seven shuttle. Yeah. Um. So, so Tom, I mean, uh, Janeway finds Tom and the, the Raven and all that. Um. And they're like, there's like 60 of these ships coming and they start just raining down on this ship. And they were like, and Jane was like, I have to get my people out. I have to get my people out. And they're like, no, we're destroying them no matter what. And so he starts attacking these ships. Jane and Jane was like, and so they're like, this is an act of war. And Jane was like, I'm getting my people. <laughs> it's like, God damn Jane was just like, at this point, she's still just stomping her way this- through the Delta Quadrant. Pulls the Voyager in front of all the ships to take the fire and yeah. is just like, fuck you. I'm getting out. <laughs> I fucking, yeah. It, I know. Like, I feel like when she got back, Starfleet was like, we're going to give you the rank of admiral, but you cannot sit on the council. This, no. <laughs> we are looking at these logs here. And if the Federation ever makes it back to the Delta Quadrant, we have so many diplomatic issues. It's a to diplomatic deal. Like, nightmare. Like, the, all of all of the Delta Quadrant hates us. There's no way we're ever going to get anyone to join the Federation in the Delta Quadrant. You unassimilated a Borg, but she escaped and you let her. I, I mean, like, this is holy shit. What are these? What are these weird aliens with like the, the plastic hair, the Kazon? Yeah, don't deal with them. The, yeah. They don't ever have to be a part of the Federation. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's exactly. I just love this idea that the Kazon are just so like the Borg. Don't assimilate them. They explicitly don't assimilate them. Yeah. <laughs> They're just nobody ever wants. I could see the Dominion, you know, if the wormhole were to pop open in the middle of the Delta Quadrant, right next to the Kazon, the Dominion would be like, I don't Oop. fucking want to do this. This no. is not worth right. it. <laughs> just changelings are like, I'm not shape shifting into that. I'm <laughs> sorry. I not, draw the this line. Is not I, worth it. Yeah. I don't want to do the hair. I I can't do the hair. <laughs> <laughs> These are like knockoff Klingons. I'd rather just turn into a Klingon. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so that's the episode. The episode is so boring. Is not. There's like no B. The the B plot is like the navigation aspect, but it's so built into the A plot that it just like yeah. doesn't even feel like indistinguishable. Right. You know? Yeah. You need some balance. You need tone shifts. You know. That's just just the reality yeah. of it. 
Uh, I'll do some so. guest stars real quick. I don't know any of these people. Richard J. Zobel Jr. was Galman. I guess that's one of the aliens. That's one yeah. of the Bomer. Mickey Cottrell is a Duma. That's Duma Bomer. Bomer. Co-stars David Anthony Marshall as father. Yep. Not yep. named in this one. Nikki Tyler yep. as mother. Yep. Erica Lynn Bryan as little girl. Yep. That's her. That's little, little Annika. So that's a different actress as well than... Uh, yeah. Let's see here. Mag- Magnus Hansen, as we find out in the next... Magnus is also such a freaking... Nord <laughs> Scandinavian name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh this guy's like a action star, I guess, but like B movie action star. Fun. Um Nikki Tyler is let's see here. No, nothing that I recognize her from. King yeah, of Queens. She's in a lot of sitcoms. Yeah. King of Queens for She was in a lot of sitcoms. Yeah. Cool. Any other last remarks? I don't think so. I don't really. Um, there's nothing. Just that, that pops out. they the Raven must have been a fast ass ship. Um, the the Janeway and them are still what 30, 35 years from home. Is is it? Uh, I could be wrong on this, but don't don't they get brought into the Delta Quadrant through a transwarp? Uh. Uh, conduit. Yeah, I think in Dark Frontier, do they the go through last a episode conduit? we just did, Mark? Yeah, <laughs> they, they, yeah, they, they ride a wave of a transwarp. Oh, that's right, to that's the right. Delta Quadrant. So that so, that speeds them away. Yeah. Plus, like they get assimilated, and the Raven gets assimilated a little bit, right? So yeah, you could even headcanon yeah. it as like from that point on, they went even deeper, right? In this one, they were shooting. The crew was shooting at seven of nine. Um, the Voyager crew was shooting at seven of nine. Um, and she still had her Borg shielding. Borg shields. Which yeah. I don't what? remember. Her- yeah. I she- think what happened, I think what happened was they had gotten rid of it. And then when this Borg signal started to reactivate memories, uh, the doctor said her nano uh, probes started to rebuild Borg equipment faster uh, than they were able to take it out kind of a thing. And so I think it got rebuilt. I think her Borg shield got rebuilt by her nanoprobes. Yeah, because while she was eating with Neelix, like a little Borg thing popped up in her hand. Little, like a little... Yeah. Did, it, did Neelix notice? Yeah, he did. And he started to freak out. And that's when she punched him in she the face. Him. Yeah, just pushed him off his chair. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't... You didn't say this i missed this whole part where she punches him I in said the it, face that's where that's about. when she started got, f- went through it quickly after the eating scene oh. is when she started to freak out and she had a flashback and then she like became all borg again and said like you must be assimilated everyone must be assimilated and then like pushed him back off of his chair and like the 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 slowest fight choreography moment i've ever seen <laughs> and then walks out the door and then everyone comes running over to me like oh my god are you okay and we're all like that's that That's was not right. That Nobody was when they were like about Neelix. <laughs> that was when they were like security to Janeway. Uh, Seven and nine attack Neelix and is headed for and whatever. Like, you have a Borg on ship. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now it's all tied together. I could have probably just watched this episode, but I like getting it this way. <laughs> the other thing. Seven of nine, when Tuvok gets transported onto Seven of nine shuttle, and she's like, "You're going to be assimilated too." Tuvok tries to Vulcan nerve pinch her and she, she overpowers him. him. So, she does vo- the Vulcan nerve pinch to him, I think. I don't know. I, I don't know if she does she nerve pinch him. I don't remember that. I thought she did. But I know whatever. she knocks him out. But so, yeah. so a human with Borg strength is stronger than a Vulcan um, with Vulcan yeah. strength. So, yeah, she's yeah. got like the reinforced limbs and everything. She's or, got like adamantium. Or I also like to imagine that. To uh, Tuvok's just kind of weak for a Vulcan. He doesn't yeah. work out. He doesn't bother because yeah. he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm stronger than everyone here. I'm already stronger than everybody. <laughs> he's middle aged, you know. He's yeah. he's like a dad. He's like, I don't have time. <laughs> Security officer. I'm just, I'm third in command. Phaser. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm still gonna be stronger than everybody else on the ship except for like Vork. But like, Vork's not gonna step. No one, no one likes. Vork. He's like, yeah. I'm 90 and I'm still a lieutenant. <laughs> I like the idea that Vulcans just like slow roll their careers. Spock is half human, so that's why he went so quickly. But for the most part, Vulcans are like... It's chill. I'm, I'm going to be 150, 200 years old. I can be a lieutenant commander for... Like when Tuvok sure. hears that they're stuck in the Delta Quadrant, he's like, 75 years? 
I mean, it wasn't my first choice, but I can I can deal. <laughs> sure, why not? I mean, the wife's gonna be pissed. I didn't tell her I was <laughs> exactly. Like, I have a lot of time to come up with an excuse, <laughs> an explanation. I mean, old man Tuvok still only a captain. <laughs> yeah, he he grew very quickly uh, he by Vulcan <laughs> standards. Yeah. So did Worf technically? Because yeah. like we see Core and uh, uh, oh Gang and Koloth. Yeah. Uh, in in Deep Space Nine, it took them like a hundred years to get it's true. as as Old zaddy man. as as Worf does. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Anything else before we hop into the archives? Uh. Nope. I'm good. Accessing Starfleet Archives, USS Voyager. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Oh, I was hoping that Pert was here today because I wanted to show him how his cat suit ended up looking. Nah, Pert, Pert took a shuttle off the ship to go play this game. That with some, uh, cat aliens. suit is pretty form-fitting. Tight. Yes, it is. It's so comfortable. Look, I can like, it's like I'm not wearing any clothes at all. Yes, you're on, I know. You're on duty. You should be in. You should be in your your jumpsuit, right? You're on duty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I, I know what you're thinking. And uh, Chakotay, when he first saw me wearing this, uh, he was pretty upset. And uh, I yeah. was standing right next to Seven of Nine. You know the uh-huh. Borg. Yeah, yeah. The new and, one. Yeah, the net new Borg. Yeah, the one who's technically a part of the ship now. I mean. Look, the crew. At this point, I am accepting it because there is a benefit for me, and it is that she can't get away with wearing those to these cat suits, and I not, you know. So sure. I was like, Chakotay, why is it okay for her to be on duty and wear it, and not me? You're yeah. I'm I'm gonna say this delicately. The outline of your your Vulcan hood mm-hmm. is. Defined. Three times larger than a human. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know about three times larger. I, I am going to say actually. it is defined, and uh-huh. it's it's very clear. There's an imprint, and it's it's clear. Okay. And well, what I, am I, I think supposed it's, to do I, about that? I I, I don't, I'll speak for me. It's making me uncomfortable. I don't know if it's making anybody else uncomfortable. Oh, so but but sevens def- defined mammary glands is not are not offensive and making you uncomfortable. I think everything about Seven makes me uncomfortable just because she's bored. Okay, I get it. Yeah, you were assimilated, supposedly. Don't you remember her from when you were in the collective, Tom? I'm... I, I, I mean, very briefly, I think, like, because we all communicate with each other, like, would have some sort of memory of that, but, like... It was such a brief amount of... Dis- I don't want to talk about my assimilation yeah, right now. I actually noticed honestly. her the other day like bump into you and call you Squirt. What was that all about? Nothing What's, at all. Was she your older sister on the ship? On the cube? I mean, like, if you call a sister, sister kind of a thing, because we're, we're not related in any way. You know? Well, but you mean like, you're both ex Wait, was your designation supposedly. eight of nine? Why would it be eight of nine? That's ridiculous. <laughs> It's not eight of nine. Well, she was, was seven or nine, nine, and she was older than you, so you'd be eight of nine. No, it was nine of nine. You were nine, nine of nine. Was, you were nine. There was somebody. Uh, there was somebody above me as Someone well. Someone between you guys. Oh man. Yeah. For the record, I, I don't necessarily Craig. think Craig. I'm sorry, Craig. Craig. Eight of nine was my savior when I was on the board cube. Okay, he would take all the punishments that seven and nine would push. Down. Okay, I'm not going to talk yeah, about I, this anymore. Here's the other question, Tom. <laughs> is like, how quickly does all this? I guess like time must be different when you're in the collective because you were assimilated for like two and a Four half days, hours. Yeah. We pretty sure, like we we measured it that one time. Yeah. But you you had like a uh, whole life's experience. Like and, when you're in the collective, you have a whole like entire life. Well, when when you're all connected brainwave wise, right? Yeah. Like time slows down. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it's that. how we're able to. It's how not we. It's how they are able to modulate their shield so quickly. He did say it's we. because it's like time slow. Yeah. I know, I know. Because you got that. me talking about the board. No, Here's no, the no. Thing is like Tom, you're not even cool. Like seven, like seven. Like, did you see? Her? Apparently, she has like a force field that just like turns on. Oh, so now seven's cool. Now seven's I, cool, and we're not. We're for not the record, about I don't seven. think seven should be wearing the jumpsuits either. I think 
why doesn't everyone just wear their uniforms like normal? Oh, right. I agree. Uh, yeah, very ironic coming from you, McCall, Mr. I have to wear this turban because it's religious. Oh, I have to, like, every other day it's a new thing with you. It's not just the earring. It's just the earring. I don't know how to wear a turban. I'm sorry. You came out of you came out of your quarters in a full shawl and like dress situation, and you're like, "It's my religion." I was yeah. going to pray. I yeah, was you're studying I to was be a medic, whatever medic is. But you were still on duty. That's a priest, and I was off duty. Uh huh. You were off duty, or like yeah, you came out of the sonic duty. shower with just a towel around your waist, and you're like, "I'm <laughs> meditating." I should be allowed to be. I'm this sorry way. that I wore a towel out of the sonic shower. But like next you time, wore I'll just walk. Day. And next time, I'll just walk with my Bajor hood, just hanging out, just the way, just like you're doing right now. I can. I have so such a range of move. I have three times more of a range of movement than. Why do you need that much mobility right now? Because you saw what happened with Seven. I next thing you know, Tom's gonna go nuts. He's gonna try to steal. A, a, a shuttlecraft and I'm honestly surprised it hasn't happened yet I guys come on like I don't have like the doctor did a pretty good job taking out most of my board he said there was like only no, like a milliliter of nanoprobes the only nanoprobes. the only board implant that I still technically have took over my pancreas oh god pancreas. why do they go for the pancreas I don't know can't you get that, that removed the- isn't that a isn't that a vestigial organ no you can't get the pancreas removed that it creates all your insulin, buddy. Oh, it's not not You're for Bajorans. They have a different appendix. We don't have. Well, yeah, we don't have pancreas. Yeah, that's why. And, it's and, why Bajoran women only. It only takes them like six months to have a baby. Yeah, that's why that all Bajorans oh. are super fit. Have you noticed that? Like all Bajorans yeah. are just fucking. Fit. You're right. I'm ripped. How do I yeah. get one of those cat suits? I want to show this off. There we go, See. McCall. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Pert is the one you have to talk to. Uh, they, and damn he's it. off ship right now. Yeah, he's off ship. Uh, it's did, three bars of lightning. So did you guys get the? So. Did you guys get the? Uh, did you guys get the transmission from Pert? No. The, what do you say? Oh, well, let me check. I thought, oh, I, I thought he said he was going to send it send it all to you guys, but he said he's coming back with a face tattoo, and there's nothing Chakotay can do about it. Oh, <laughs> <Sucker>. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, that's 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 amazing. I, I, I'm because t- he's always, you know, he's double standards Chakotay post post yeah. Malone Chakotay. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Telling us what we can and can't do. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm so. gonna love that. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, I'm just gonna take one of these cat suits out of the closet. He keeps them in the closet. Oh. He doesn't really like keep them under lock and key. Do you want? Do you want one? Yeah. Is there a, uh, is there a purple one in there? Those purple ones are badass. Yeah, there's a purple one. All right, give me a purple. If one. we all wear the cat suit, I, I mean, I think it's just gonna everybody's gonna, gonna take, take off. Of yeah. Yeah. Is there a place to put your pips? I need to put my pips on there. Seven doesn't uh, have pips. Uh, no. Do you want the high collar one? Mm, yeah, I'll take the high collar one where I can put my pips. <laughs> I tried on the high the high collared one and it was a little too stimulating. Like it felt like it was like yeah. being lightly choked all day. So I couldn't. I'm into that. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, I think that's a good ending. Yeah, that I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh god. Uh, fantastic. All right, let's rate this. So the holodeck scenes are both in the Da Vinci's workshop, but no Da yep. Vinci because Jonathan Rice Davies is not cheap, is my guess. Uh, I would, I would imagine not. Yeah, I was really hoping like Edgar Allan Poe would make a appearance. I was totally expecting that that to be the scenes like they were going to be over the top. They're doing that Edgar Allan Poe holodeck program, and that's what triggers right. her memories. Nope, it's right. the Da Vinci nope, it's one. Just visions of a raven. Visions of a raven. Uh, so yeah, dialogue. I actually thought it was really like again. I, I was, it was really interesting. I liked Janeway a lot in this scene, and uh, her taking on this sort of motherish role. And Seven, like, you know like, what? Yeah, <laughs> poking the nose of the <laughs> of, this of the sculpture. Yeah. Um, I again. And, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, again, Seven being very like, what is the purpose of this? Very. <clears throat> almost robotic in like I don't see the the reason for doing this type of value thing. very yeah. inefficient yeah like it's not productive it doesn't do anything and once I've completed a task on the board cube I would just be assigned to a new task 
Uh, she's just learning that humans mostly waste time. Yep. I, I'm gonna, We're big time wasters. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Dialogue? Oh. Um, it was fun. I liked it. 3.5 sounds good. It wasn't particularly remember me, wasn't particularly memorable to me, so I'm gonna say a two point five. Five, cool romance. Just the seeds of a relationship between Seven and Janeway, especially that last scene when the lighting is darker and moodier, and Janeway can tell that she's getting to Seven a bit. This is one of Janeway's like safest spaces. Mm. Um, and so bringing seven there is like super, uh, especially this early in their relationship is yeah. super huge. Um, and so I, I, to me, there's a very romantic spirit about that. Um, this is where Janeway comes to, uh, be with her, basically her, uh, maestro. Um, yeah. and so I think that's a big deal. I think it's a big deal. So I gave it a 3.5. It's intimate. Yeah. Yeah. Darius? A uh, three. Uh, I'm going to give it a two, actually. And I thought I was going to be the highest one. But just because uh, our romance no, category is so wonky. and we, it's, it's so wonky it, now. Yeah. There's there's a lot of mothering going on yeah. there. And that love Definitely. of like yeah. seeing her as her child, I think, yeah. gives it a little bit more. Action. There's just the sculpting stuff. So zero for me. I don't know, the poking of the nose. <laughs> it's a zero for me. Also Mark. a zero. There was no action in this. Curse arrows. <laughs> Suspense. There's just the vision, which do we count the vision because she had it while she was on the... V- yeah. I, d- I was going to ask that, and I don't think we do count it. Why not? She was on the holodeck when it happened. It's tough. I, it's tough because, like, Janeway wouldn't have seen it. Doesn't. Like nobody would have seen that, except for us, the audience, seven. and her. Yeah, it was literally yeah. contained within the holodeck. She, she was, she never left the holodeck while she was having the vision. She, she had the vision. We know technically because they're getting closer to that ship, right? But also because she's looking at a flying device, and I guess that reminds her of a raven. That, her that brain like A's it. to B's to C's. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a one. Uh, for action. No, for suspense. Because there is action in suspense. that. There, I guess you're right there. But is. there is action. There's a little bit there of action. There's the screaming of the, the, the Borg. Okay, I'm going to give it a 0.5 for the action. And like, isn't she running? Isn't she going? Aren't the Borg like grabbing her in yeah, that flashback? Yeah, I'm giving it a 0.5. You're right. I'm retroactively, I'm adjusting it. Yeah, because yeah. if we're going to count that, then I got to give it like a 0.5. I'll give it a 0.5 for, 5 for as action well. there. All right. Uh, 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 a, a tenth Quinteros is what action got. <laughs> Uh, but back to suspense. I give it a one for suspense. Yeah, that sounds about right. I give it a 2.5. I think this is, it sets up the entire episode. Like what the hell is going on? Fair enough. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Camp. Definitely very campy. Like pretty campy. The that fact that set. it's like the workshop and all of Da Vinci's greatest works and machines are in one room. Um, and then seven like is like this is a bunch of junk. This is right. so stupid. <laughs> it's so goofy. <laughs> I love it. And I love the bad yeah. sculpture that Jane Away does. And she's like, I would probably not show this to Da Vinci, but you know, right. what? it makes I don't me think feel it was happy. that bad. Yeah, I want to know who actually did the sculpture. Was it Curry? Was Curry. it like someone else? Probably. Like probably Dan. Curry's working on it. At yeah, home he's like, oh, oh yeah, I just got this sculpture that I've been doing at home. It's like Jesus Christ, Dan. His wife, his wife's like, oh, you're making, are you sculpting me? Um. Yeah. yeah. No, abso- absolutely. <laughs> I like that. That's absolutely what's That's going on. Good. He brings it to the set. He's like, I'm going to need this back when we're done with it so nobody can fuck this up. <laughs> I like that there's already like a little bit of a definition of a nose and she's like, here, add some clay. And she goes, honk up like up between the eyeballs. And I'm like, what are you, t- have you not seen a person? There's like a little a person in front of you. You can look at, at for reference point about what a person looks like. I know she's and like then, not really. Trying. And then when she's done poking at it, she cuts it off. Yeah. Jane was like, cuts it back off. Mm-hmm, that's great. Here, I'm just going to take this knife and just, <laughs> shink, just chops it right off. Great. Yeah. We worked together. You did a great well. job. <laughs> See, this is our project now. Like you did so right. good. Why don't you stand behind the head and just hold it while I do some work do on it? It's like, 
I'm giving it a five um, for camp. It's probably too much, but I'm giving it a five. <laughs> it's got a, a three for me for camp. I said four. I also, also, that last scene, the dramatic lighting is a lot and seven being on the ledge. Why are the lights off all is, of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> just seven couldn't figure out how to turn them on. She's trying to, she's trying to like press buttons and stuff. You got to light candles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stakes. It's like emotional stakes for for seven of like becoming yeah. comfortable being a person and I said I the, right. the scene at the end is where the stakes are. Seven mm-hmm. finds out that she has an opportunity to learn more about her family, um, who were apparently super well known and she didn't realize that. Um and so I think the personal stakes are really high. Uh so she the stakes here are are emotional um, and personal because now she's like, oh, I literally knew nothing about these people and I can find out about them now if I want to, which we find out she sort of does and sort of doesn't. So I said it too. Yeah. Darius? 1.5. Okay, perfect. Computer, what's the final score? Calculating. 2.25 2.25 Classic Voyager Run score. Go. Classic <laughs> Voyager score. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. We have to come up with something to do next week. So uh, so uh Mark, Darius and I talked about it a little bit. Uh-huh. Um I know John was wanting to come with us for our season finale, but he said his mm-hmm. entire May is booked up. So if we want, maybe we can jump the gun a little bit and do our season finale next week. But we're we're scheduled for twenty six episodes, Mark. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we're cutting an episode. That's co- totally <laughs> fine. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that would mean we're doing the magnificent Ferengi next week. Hell yeah, that's gonna be a blast. Yeah. I'm loving it. So I'll talk to him, and uh, that's gonna be season see- finale of season five, right there. We're going gonna start season six. Here it's pretty, pretty nuts. I can't believe there's still Guys, so much holiday. Are we, are we finishing the podcast at, se- at season seven? Are we only getting seven seasons? Yeah, but then uh, we're going to come back in a reboot series 25 years from now. We're going to do three we seasons. Should, we should absolutely do two, that. The like first two seasons will season. be a messy, like trying to do a different formula. And then the third season will be like, no, nah, we do the runabout. We do we do ratings. <laughs> we we talk shit. I, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% serious. After our seventh season, we should absolutely try to like, we should just go back and do like, not maybe change the podcast names ever so slightly uh, track to the holodeck uh track to the holodeck smith add an add an s to it yeah. season one tracks to the holodeck tracks to the holodeck that's really funny uh yeah by then there's gonna be you know an extra hundred holodeck episodes probably or or we go classic picard status and we just call it holodeck holodeck Ooh, <laughs> i like that uh, well, folks, uh, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this and you've never listened to it before, go ahead and subscribe. Give us a rating if there's a rating possibility. Those are like the two biggest, most valuable things you can do for us. And I totally acknowledge that it is for us. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, it's convenient to have the little pop up on your phone saying that there's a new podcast, but I, it's mostly for us. So we, we appreciate you supporting us. us that yeah. way. <laughs> If you tell somebody, that's even cooler. If you for if you're on a road trip and you're with two other people and you're like, what should we do Force next? And you listen. go, there's this podcast I listen to, and you make people listen to this podcast. That is hero work. Uh, yeah. Make a fun one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, big shout out to Mark who got us another listener. Really, yeah, pe- pecking away at the at at his shout out to Ruben Lim. Welcome up, to the Ruben? welcome to the listener. That's right. You get a quick shout out, like immediate shout out when you start yeah. listening to the podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, you just have to let us know and we'll shout you out. Yeah, it oh, is for a, sure. It's a party on the Discord. We mentioned it earlier, so go check that out. A lot of really great, thoughtful discussions going on there. A lot of people like working yeah. out the canon of Star Trek. It's like, how does Picard season three work? And I'm mostly team like, hey, if it's fun, let's we'll find a way there. 
Exactly. It does not matter to me. Yeah. If, like, if it's bad and the continuity is bad, then it's like, yeah, bitch away. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. A lot uh, of fun tweets I, and memes. Um, we have different channels for different eras. So if you love 90s Trek, you can talk 90s Trek. If you love New Trek, you can talk New Trek. Um, it's a good time. I was going to say, uh, if you already are a member of the Discord or you're going to become a member of the Discord, uh, and you have suggestions on like what you want out of the Discord, like let us know. Like we're not tied to the way it's set up no. at this point in time. Like we're always interested in making it better and more and more fun for everyone who's in it. So if you got suggestions, just throw them in the. I think we have a suggestions channel. If we don't, then throw them in the the general channel, and we'll go go with that. You know what? What we should do next season. Speaking of the suggestions channel, we should make the yeah. first like five or six episodes requested episodes. We should. We should we do should. that because yeah. we've been following a thread. But yeah, it's let's let's honor that. You know, thank you, folks yeah. who, who have made suggestions. Fan yeah, exactly. We'll yeah, do, we'll do the ones that are on that list. Um, uh, the computer voice was provided by Verona Blue. Thank you, Verona. Uh, intro and outro music was provided by the artist Bodyline. Use with permission from the Midwest Collective. We belong to an amazing uh, podcast network called Indiesaurus. You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. Check out some of their other content. Yeah. And uh, Paramount Plus, Paramount Global, CBS, HBO, whatever you're calling yourself now. Uh, <laughs> Showtime. We're a fan podcast. We, we, we don't prescribe to own any of this stuff. We just like it. So, yeah. Please leave yeah. us alone. Yeah. Which they I love the idea of them calling themselves HBO. <laughs> they, they, they should do That's it. Right. They should just, just, just take do HBO. It. <laughs> okay, computer and program. <laughs>